The Islamic Republic of Iran is a closed country. Officials go to great lengths to keep gospel workers and Bibles out of Iran, but they are powerless to keep Jesus out of their country. Sister Nilufar tells us about an Iranian woman who had an amazing encounter with Jesus. So we were reading Psalm 91 and Jesus came and appeared among us. The sunlight was shining on him and uh, reflecting from him. So there was a clay uh, pot full of water. Jesus came and he brought the uh, clay pot of water for her. Jesus uh, poured the water and, uh, over her head and uh, two more times he did that. She became very relaxed. She responded, I couldn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I sat the water uh, on her. So the water came down and uh, pulled a knot around her foot. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and uh, I'm on the road this week, but I am not going to tell you where. Uh, for the protection of our guest, we're going to meet a sister from Iran who is going to give us a picture of what God is doing in that country. Just amazing things that God is doing inside Iran. And so we're going to call her Sister Nilufar, and she's going to share a story of one of the things that's happened in her ministry recently. Sister, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you very much. It's a joy and a pleasure to be here and share with you. How did you first meet the woman that you're going to share with us about? How, how did you first encounter her? Um, one day we went to a place that, uh, that was like a conference uh, where people had lots of trouble and they shared their troubles. These were people that were addi addicted to drugs. And as I was praying while we were there, I felt strongly someone telling me there was someone at that conference I needed to meet and to become their friend. So I became friend with one of the ladies. Her name is Eldora. Now, when you say that someone told you there's someone here you should meet, that was the voice of God, or did you have another friend that told you that? Uh, during my prayer, God told me to do that. Uh, he said, go to that conference and sit on that side. So from there, we developed a deep friendship, and Eldora said, wow, you guys have so much peace. I'm interested. I want to know. Could you tell right away that she did not have peace, that she was upset and, and depressed? Yes. Uh, it was very obvious when in her face, her depression and her stress. We often see in Iran people uh, that are addicted and have a problem. They just want to escape and get away from the problem for a few minutes by getting high. Eldora put her drugs away and got off of drugs. She was getting over it. But that internal hurt and uh, need and desire for something more in life, that uh, damage is still there. That uh, hurt was still there, even though she put the drugs aside. And 
as you got to know her, the Lord showed you the source of her hurt. How, how did that happen? How did the Lord do that? God showed us that when Eldora was five years old, she was in a garden and uh, she was raped. One of her family members raped her. God allowed us to understand that she was only five when it happened. And then Eldora told us she was just five. We told her, even though God has been after you, seeking you out, even though you were uh, raped and molested, God loves you, even though you were raped and bad thing happened to you, God has not given up. He wants to help you. When we told Eldora God hasn't left her, she started crying. She said, how do you know this, uh, that God still wants me? I figured God has forgotten me, that he doesn't care about me, and I'm mad, angry at God. I always see this picture of myself when I was raped. It is in my memories. So Eldora started doing drugs because of that. Uh, when she was about 13 or 14, uh, she started doing drugs to get right after really bad memories of being uh, molested. I wanted to take those drugs for myself to get out of the memories. I thought I was a very dirty person and uh, that God didn't care about me, forgot about me, that God didn't love me. She cried very deeply and it was very deep just uh, sobbing. What happened to her face when you start telling her stuff about her childhood that you have no way of knowing? That is when Elora really started crying deeply because, uh, yeah, it was obvious. It is a feeling of God uh, reaching down into your soul and pulling something out. She said, tell me everything. Whatever you tell me, I will believe because I know now you come from God. You have heard from God. Uh, I want to feel this God. I want to experience this through God. We prayed for her. We told her, uh, God sent us to show you that the true God is different, different than the God uh, you were taught and learned about in Iran, in Islam. So uh, we started praying more and then Eldora started laughing with joy. She had joy from the bottom of uh, her heart. We met uh, with her in a park, and when we were uh, sharing with her and praying for her, uh, she started laughing with joy. She said, I can't stop. I can't uh, depress, with, uh, depress my laugh or hold it back. Uh, in Islam, uh, when they were the chador, uh, women are not uh, supposed to laugh out loud. Uh, they are not supposed to laugh at all. They usually take the material and put it over their mouth to hide their laughing or a smile. Everyone in the park heard Elora laughing. She couldn't control it. She couldn't hold it back. So did the p other people in the park think she was on drugs or crazy? It is possible. People uh, look at us, uh, but we didn't even notice because we were so concentrated. We were so happy that God was uh, working. We really uh, didn't notice uh, what was going on. Probably people uh, did notice. Eldora asked, uh, so now what do I do? What should I do? 
So we started to tell her about God in the Bible and in Genesis, the first lesson. We started with the steps and started uh, with Genesis. We read the story, but uh, we don't say at the beginning that this story is from the Bible. The second meeting uh, that we uh, had with Elora, uh, she brought other people to learn. We kept meeting uh, in a park. Elora said, I have a friend who we uh, used to do drugs together. But I can't tell her this stuff about God because she's going to go, who are you? You used to do all that stuff with me, those drugs and stuff. That is what she was thinking. I can't tell her. So then Eldora said, I can't just tell her about, our, uh, about ourselves. She will laugh at me. So will you come with me so I can introduce her to you? We said, of course, yeah. Why not? Uh, she brought her friend and uh, she sat down in the park. Then the Lord started uh, speaking to us about Eldora's friend. This is like the uh, Samaritan uh, woman in John chapter 4. And I have uh, chosen her. I was shocked because uh, I have never met a, a woman like her before. The Lord, you sensed that from the Lord when you saw her or even before you went to the park to meet with her? Before I sat down, uh, the Lord said, this is like the uh, Samaritan uh, woman. We know that it was uh, going to be a big thing, a big battle. Uh, we, were, we were shocked and confused and uh, uncertain about what to do when we hear this was a Samaritan woman. Uh, we wanted to see what's going to happen. What is, what is the result? We started talking to her. She was very strong. She had a very strong personality. So her dad, her, her father was also a drug addict uh, for 30 years. He did drugs. Uh, this uh, Samaritan woman had a lot of problems in her life. Her mother, her mother had a blood uh, hemorrhage uh, for 19 years. She had three uh, tumors in her, uh, in her womb. Uh, she had uh, written in her notebook, her notebook uh, that was special for her and God. She had already written in there, God, please save me. Maybe a month uh, or two months before uh, we, met her, she, we met her, she had uh, written that. Her boyfriends uh, were very bad um, criminals in uh, that city. So the boys uh, that she knew, uh, they would attack another guy and say, give me, give you, uh, give me uh, your money and then cut off his hands. He's a very violent, uh, that guy said that everybody is afraid of me. I cut their ears off. I cut their hands off. I get money. So uh, he goes around and uh, he just grabs people and says, give me your money. He was a hitman. So other people would come to him give him money and say, go uh, get that guy. And this was her boyfriend? It was another boy that she knew. It wasn't uh, necessarily uh, one that she was having a relationship with. Yeah, her atmosphere and her background, uh, she lived in the very lowest part of the city. When you understood that she was from this violent background, did it make you nervous? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, we have a special love and motivation to go uh, witness to people. It's really calling to do that. 
uh, we weren't afraid. I, uh, I also realized that I was a, a sinner before and how amazing it is that God saved me. I want to help others. The kinds of sins uh, are different, but we know we are sinners. This type of people and women are uh, much more honest because while other people hide our sins for those people, they are right out in the open. What was her response when you began to talk to her and meet with her? She was very thirsty at warm and she was uh, seeking God in the second lesson. Uh, she opened her home uh, to nine other people. Because she has such a strong personality, all the other nine people listened to her. Then uh, we all went to the uh, same park, the same uh, one, uh, one as when uh, God uh, visited us. Before going, we prayed uh, together uh, Psalm 91. Uh, we typed out uh, Psalm 91 and brought it to the uh, meeting with sorrow in the park. We don't carry the whole Bible with, uh, with us because of security issues. Sarah said, I'm really bad. I'm not doing good. I'm awful today, feeling bad. Uh, I didn't sleep for uh, two days and I had a fever. Uh, what does this mean? She said, uh, if this is from Christianity, I don't want to eat. And I'm not, uh, I'm not going to let you share with those other nine people. Her dad said, uh, if, you, if you become a Christian, uh, you will be an unbeliever, inf infidel, and uh, you will also make all, uh, all these uh, other people in, uh, infidels, and uh, you will have uh, guilt. You are going to, to take all these people to hell with you. That really made her feel uh, guilty and upset. She was wondering what, uh, what kind of God is, uh, is this that uh, kicked out Adam and Eve uh, over on our one scene. She said, I don't want uh, that kind of God. So uh, the Lord gave us uh, wisdom and how to interact with her because she was really strong in personality. We also gave a strong answer. We said, who are you to tell God what is going on? Then we told her, so you think uh, you are God, Sarah? There is a God whose name is Sarah. You have to tell us your laws. Since you think uh, you are God, tell us your laws. You think uh, that you can judge God? We said, who are you? You are so proud, arrogant. You think uh, you are God? Who are you to think uh, you are God and, uh, and can decide whether all, uh, all these other people hear the truth? So who, who are you to say whether the other people can hear or not hear? We were saying, uh, who are you to think that you can say? I'm in, uh, I'm in charge, uh, they can't come, or I allow them to come, or I'm not going to allow them to come. Her pride, her arrogance uh, came down. She was humbled. She said, you are right, you are saying right, but I want to experience it. I want to make a decision. So we started reading uh, Psalm 91. So we were reading Psalm 91 and Jesus came and appeared among us, but I didn't see him. Uh, Sarah did. A light from the sun came, that bright. The sunlight was shining on him and uh, reflecting from him. 
So there was a clay uh, pot full of water. Jesus came and he brought the uh, clay pot of water for her. Jesus uh, poured the water and, uh, over her head and uh, two more times he did that. She became very relaxed. She responded, I couldn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I saw the water. So the water came down and uh, pulled around her foot. Uh, so uh, we finished reading the Psalm 91 and Jesus left. I asked Sarah, what are you feeling? She was crying. I felt the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, but I didn't tell anyone yet. Uh, I told her to ask the Holy Spirit. I asked her, do you want the context of this to be really curved in your mind? Sarah said, how did you know that? How did you know that was what I was thinking? Uh, I want this in my mind, like uh, permanently, because, uh, because God uh, came among us and He is working. She started crying. Many years before, uh, Sarah uh, had been in a trailer car accident. Her feet were injured badly and they still bothered her. They still caused her a lot of pain. Sarah told us, there were two days that I was wrestling between uh, Islam and Christianity. My feet were hurting. The pain was so bad I could go uh, kick the wall in order to relieve the pain by another kind of pain in the same place. Now my feet are well. They feel good. Sarah said, this is a sign from God because my feet feel better now. This is a sign from God that my feet are better, have been uh, healed, and I'm, I'm going to continue uh, this even uh, if it's uh, about Jesus. I saw this story in a dream. In a dream, I saw myself, and it was dark, and there was these uh, this wild animals. They were about uh, to attack me, but they didn't attack. There was a man, and he came uh, and protected me. In her dream, the man was before her and he was walking on the snakes and crushing them so uh, that when she followed, they didn't hurt her. That was the second sign. This is the part in Psalm 91 that talks about that, that the snakes are not going to hurt you, uh, your feet. So we continued uh, in the process on, on these lessons. At uh, one of the later lessons, Sarah uh, uh, brought a flower to the park because she said that God visited her in uh, this park. She put that flower in, uh, in the exact uh, place that uh, she first heard from God. He's my God and I have experienced Him and it's from Him. I'm putting a flower there. Sarah told us, everywhere I go, I'm, I'm going to tell this story to others. In the, uh, in the train, in the bus. It doesn't matter if I know them or not. Uh, I'm gonna tell everybody. Uh, I want God to do the same thing, uh, the same thing for others that He has done for me. Sarah's mother came also, uh, that had the uh, blood hemorrhage in her, in her womb. Uh, she, was, she was supposed to have surgery a week later at the hospital. They didn't have enough money to pay for the surgery, and, and there was also three cysts in her stomach. 
The Samaritan woman said, come and pray for our mother. The lesson that uh, that time was uh, on the woman who had the hemorrhage, who taught Jesus, and he said, who touched me? In the story, we just uh, said God. We didn't say it was uh, Jesus yet. Sarah's mother said uh, from this story, I, I now want to forgive others uh, that have uh, treated me bad. Uh, she was naming everyone she was forgiving and uh, her uh, hemorrhage, uh, hemorrhage stopped and her headache left and uh, the cyst uh, that she had, the little tumors melted. She went to the doctor for a checkup. Uh, the doctor said, did you take some medicine? She said, no. He, uh, he said, even if you took medicine, this couldn't have happened. What happened? It is a miracle. The third uh, tumor bec uh, became so small. They said, uh, you, don't, uh, you don't even need to have surgery uh, or anything. Yeah, you don't need surgery, but all you need is just a, a few medicines, a few pills. Uh, Sarah became a, a believer, trust Christ, and God showed us a vision on that day that uh, she became a believer. She was fasting, and God said to us after uh, these 42 days of the Daniel, Daniel fast, you pray for Sarah. Uh, she has a very special ministry that she is going uh, to start. So God show us this person who was very ugly and, uh, and uh, prideful, but God has changed her into a beautiful person with a white robe like Queen Esther. She goes into these really dark places, dark cities, dark villages. So this is a vision. She's going to the dark city and there was a great light at the top of the mountain. Uh, at the top of the mountain and this, this light, I, I want you to give it uh, to the rest of the dark city. God said, you are going to do a work that nobody else can do because because of your background. Now Sarah is ministering to people who are like uh, criminals, murderers, drug, uh, drug addicts. Uh, please pray for her. She has had a lot of attacks. We've been hearing from a guest that we're just calling Sister Nilufar. For her security, we're not using her real name. You're not actually hearing her real voice. We've heard the voice of her translator, but she has shared some amazing examples, reminding us of God's power to do whatever he wants to draw people unto himself. Sister Nilufar has been telling us about some bold evangelism strategies in Iran and some of the signs and wonders that God is using to get the attention of Iran's people. Would you pray this week that he will continue working inside Iran? Pray that he'll embolden believers and help them grow in their knowledge of his word, even though getting a Bible is sometimes very difficult. And pray that the church will spread and grow inside of Iran. The Voice of the Martyrs has just issued a special report about God's work inside Iran, and really it's amazingly timely because of the protests and the upheaval that you may have seen in the news happening in Iran, happening all across the country in Iran right now. 
If you'd like a free copy of that Iran special report, simply visit vomradio.net slash Iran report. You can request a copy right there. Again, the website, vomradio.net slash Iran report. I also want to let you know we're going to have a special podcast episode next Wednesday about the current happenings inside Iran. We'll talk about what led to these protests. We'll talk about how the church is responding, and we'll give you some very specific ways to pray for the church in Iran right now, even as these protests are going on. Because this is a special extra episode, it's not going to air on the radio. It will be available online, vomradio.net, as well as through our different podcast outlets. And again, that will be available to you next Wednesday. Next week, we're going to look back at some of the powerful stories we've shared this year on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I know you'll be encouraged as you hear and are reminded of highlights of God's work in hostile and restricted nations around the world. Be sure that you're back with us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.